0: blood Talk radio box is is box
1: You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest
0: talking. Boxing, 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 boxing.
1: Outsiders Boxing Podcast, midweek show coming at you in full effect live on this Thursday evening. We got a pretty good weekend of boxing, low, low key to talk about and We've been saying that seems like for the last couple of weeks, at least a month. And it hasn't been a lot of PBC. It's supposed to be PBC season, but you know, I don't know what PBC is doing right now, but I think their season is about to slowly but surely speed back up. But we got some twos this weekend. Some um, fights that were pretty damn good the first time around. We got two of those on ESPN on Saturday. And we've got a good junior middleweight scrap coming on this weekend. So there's a lot going on in boxing. Well, that's not a lot, but there's a lot to talk about in boxing. And, of course, we're going to do what we do on this show, the midweek show, you know, my show. It's nothing like RC show where people on there arguing all day. You know, this is my show where I create the rules. You know, I'm the type of guy that might mute you. You know, and in fact, I don't want to hear nothing about basketball on the show today. Anybody, anybody say anything about basketball? This isn't a basketball show. I want to hear shit about basketball. With that said, let's take it to Southern California. Remember, I'm mute niggas today. I don't want to hear shit about no basketball. Let's take it to Southern California, to the Big Dog, host a relatively fat and black podcast where they do talk about stuff like basketball and current events and different stuff like that. Excellent show. I suggest you guys go out there and subscribe to it on YouTube. But let's take to my man, Heavy Handed Jay, who we like to call JP on the show. JP, what's popping, man?
0: What up, family? You don't want to talk no basketball, huh? What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence! <laughs> Cause you've been on the low, bro. We ain't heard from you via text. I wanted to check in on you. I'm like, is bro cool? Cause I ain't heard from bro. You know, so but I'm, I'm glad to hear you still alive. Cause we hadn't heard from you. You know, you've been off the text and everything. The group text, all that. Hey, bro. don't worry about what,
1: don't worry about me. Don't worry about me, <laughs> dog. I'm gonna be all right. <laughs>
0: You're gonna be alright. I got it. I got we'll it. Right. Now I don't know why you're saying it ain't PBC season PBC season 'cause we got Williams um Heard coming up. Oh yeah. So
1: That's right, that is that's, that's Fox Sports, you know that is PBC.
0: But I don't think that's the right.
1: I don't think that's the one we should be watching. Uh oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It depends depends on who you sure. are. Well what what's the other big one we got? Okay,
1: yeah, let's go on and get into it, man. Now, mm-hmm. ESPN's got a co-main event that they got going on. They've got M- Miguel Burchill uh, versus Fr- uh, Francisco Vargas. You no, know, Burchill's thirty-five and one, thirty-one and zero. I mean, thirty-one KOs. Francisco Vargas, I think that's El Bandito. The boy's twenty-five and one with two draws, eighteen KOs. So, if you don't remember, um, I think let me see when these boys box. These boys box. Berchelt got the got these got the WBC super featherweight belt off of Vargas back in 2017. Vargas was the guy that was going hard with the little with the with the Chinese dude. Vargas is a little smaller Mexican, but they went at it, and I believe yeah it was a KO. Francisco Vargas got KO'd at the end because that boy Burchill, who's 31 and 0, I mean who's uh my fault 35 and 1. His only loss was back in uh, 2014. But this is a big-ass little nigga, and he's got, like we said, what is that, 31 KOs out of 35 fights. Now, the one time he lost, he went to sleep. But this is a big-ass Mexican with a big-ass tattoo on his back, and he's doing, and he's coming to do work. And Francisco Vargas is a guy who's a little Mexican dude. How old is he? Let's see, he was born in 84. So he's probably 34 or five he's 35 you know he's coming he's coming off a couple of wins ko's uh like i said he lost to Burchelt in 2017 that's when he lost the belt since then he done knocked the guy out knocked two guys out but one of them was rod salka so he's coming back these guys that fight that first fight was awesome um Burchell, is the type of... I mean, not Burchell, Vargas, who did he fight? Where's this Ta- Ta- Takashi Miura? I remember that fight where he got knocked down, he got bloody, then he hit him with like a three-piece, knocked, knocked the uh, Asian cat down, Hey, that was a crazy-ass fight. This guy's been in some fight, some wars. Salido, he had the majority draw against Salido. Um, then he fought, then he backdoor and fought Burchell and got slept. So he's on the comeback. Um... I don't really know if he's gonna. That boy Burchild is a bad, is a bad dude, man. He's a big ass guy at uh, what are these guys fighting at? Um, super featherweight, whatever, whatever that is. That's probably like one twenty seven or something like that. I have no idea, but he's got this guy, Burchild is, is 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 pretty damn good, and Vargas is the guy that's gonna be in there to get knocked out. But before we break it down, let's take it to the guy. Tardy. We got a guy, Tardy, just walking into the classroom right now. And I don't think he heard the rules. Uh, let me break it down again. This is Willa show on Wednesday night, uh, on Wednesday and Thursday night, the midweek show. This is an RC show where people are out there arguing all day and talking over each other. This is a show where you'll get muted. And one thing that'll get you muted today on Thursday, May 9th, 2019 is any Basketball talk This is strictly A boxing podcast This is we're not We're not relatively black uh, black and fat Where you talk about all kinds of stuff You know This is strictly boxing So I don't want to hear anything about basketball Or you might get muted So let's take it To my guy My main man on the trigger Out there in Central California R.C. A.K.A. Hey, I don't want to talk nothing about no basketball. give a fuck about basketball. And you know on Thursdays it's party time, so I'm out here right now, but I had to call in and let you know that i got. I'm going with that soft-ass for chill. I'm going with Dog Bay, and I'm going with Jared Hurd, and I'm about to put some of these drinks down. Merlin, tell my boy
0: Willa hi. How you doing? Hello. Hi. Hello, Willa. Hey, what's up? Hey, Hey, what's up, Blake?
1: Hey. Hey, I'm... I, I I'm you out having a good old time, fellas, and I just see. had to
0: call in and let you know that it is that, it is that time of the day on Thursday, and uh, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. Listen. All right, what's her All name? All right, Mercedes? man. Put her back on, nigga. Yeah, R.C. probably
1: uh, just I'll tell told herself it, uh, for her.
0: Merlin.
1: R.C. probably to just too. told
0: herself. Hi, J.P. Hey, hi, are How are you?
1: Well, tell her yeah. thank you. For RC just setting herself up. She <laughs> does. But yeah, R- RC's going to be calling real sad on Sunday. Watch. Just watch how it goes. He's going to have that say, oh, man. Watch. Hold yourself. But hey, let's neither hear No, let's get back to the breakdown. Hey, you heard me talking about Burchelt Bar- and Vargas. Uh, Do you remember that fight at all, JP? Um, remember a guy, a brown Mexican guy with a big ass, like a. Jordan, you know how the Jordan has oh, yeah. the wings?
0: Yeah. yeah he almost had the Jordan I love, wings. I love Misa Miguel Bertel. Okay, one of my favorite fighters, and I've been saying this, it's because of his fighting style, a, a counter-combination puncher, uh, in the mold of Juan Marquez, somewhat in the mold of Canelo Alvarez. So we've had over the years what's been known as Mexican-style fighting. That's kind of what Francisco Vargas does. He's your prototype Mexican-style fighter. But there was always those other guys, like the Juan Manuel Marquez, who was on the outside looking in of the Barreras, the Moraleses, and the Chavezes, and the Castillos, because his style was just a little different. It wasn't that, I'm going to put my head down, and you, I'll take everything you got to get mine off. And some, you know, left hook to the body, which is their trademark punch. Um, more of a counter puncher, very tactical, in the mold of what's our boy name, El Gallo um, that just beat Sarungfasai last last week or two weeks ago. That guy, Miguel Burchell I don't know if he's Mexican, but like yeah, Mexican. has touched on, he's Mexican. Uh, big puncher, a big little dude. You know, it's, it's kind of surprising because you almost look in ring like a 147 guy or at least 140, you know what I mean? But puts his punches together, man. I, I always love watching the guys fight, who puts that four-piece on you and finish you off with, you know, there's just nothing more scintillating in sports to me. You know, this is why boxing is king. This is why the heavyweight champion was once more known than the president of the United States, because you know this is fighting, and you know, we've all fought someone or wanted to or know about it. You, you, you hit somebody before, so more than I look up to a dude who could dunk, jump high, a dude who could run fast, I look up to a guy and admire and in 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 awe of a guy who just puts those punches together like Juan Manuel Marquez used to. You know, of course, I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan. You know, it comes with the territory to some degree. But Juan Marquez, man, you know, put them punches together. Manny Pacquiao punches a lot; he knocks people, but he don't put them together quite like Marquez did in his time. You know, and Burchell is cut from that mold. You know, to some degree, he ain't you know the same echelon, but he's more of the Canelo type Mexican style fighter. So uh, I like me some Miguel Berchelt. I do recall the first fight. I, I think Vargas is shop worn. Uh, this all goes the longer they've been away from each other is just more to the favor of Berchelt, who's the younger fighter, I believe, and the guy who's just had less wear. And at thirty five and one, I think you said he was. His record is well. We should be knowing more about this guy. We sh- this should be his coming out party this year. He should start be start being on, you know, some of the radars of people who are, you know, putting him yeah, in a conversation. I mean, yeah. He's He's young and he's fighting decent comp. He's looking amazing out there. So I think this 2019 year should be the year where Miguel Burchill gets on our radar, man. It becomes a name in boxing. He's, I think, you know, there's been some mismarketing. But the handling of this guy, because I feel like we should know more about him. He should be more, you know, notable, especially to casuals and hardcores. So I'm high on Bertelt. I think Bertelt is going to make easy work of this dude. He's going to, you know, he's he going to shorten up his career. of not, you know, this guy's a tough dude. You're going to have to beat him down. He's that Mexican fighter. He ain't going to go down easy. His jaw's good. He's tough. He's going to keep coming. But he's going to be met with a lot of hands. And so it's going. It, I feel like this fight is going to get bad. You might see a towel around the tenth round. I'm gonna say I, I'm going for a towel in the tenth round.
1: Yeah, it's probably yeah. I mean I, I'm hype on this fight because I know Barga is going to go out there to to go to sleep. It's going to be a sleepy Floyd type of night. One of my favorite rockets. Um, I can see him going to sleep early, getting just like a, a six piece with an uppercut to sleep. Think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a, a KO of the year, so I'm looking forward to that one. And let's 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 stay on Burchelt for a little bit. So at the super featherweight, which is junior lightweight, that makes more sense. Uh, they're at 130, so he's in there with the cross-eyed bandit, Tevin Farmer, the uh, the the Japanese guy nobody's ever seen. And Jervonta Davis. Is he you know, Rain T V has him uh ranked number one. Is he the best guy out of those guys? Uh you also got Jose Diaz Jr. in there who's you know, who's alright. Uh Cassino, no, he ain't that good, Roman. Yeah, that's that's probably it. How you know, how do you think he, he does against these guys? Is he the best one hundred and thirty pound guy? Is he ready for <laughs> You know, is this a guy that is going to see anytime soon?
0: Well, I like Kevin Farmer, man. I, I feel like, you know, like he's been saying in the news here lately on, on social media, I'm ready to play this leverage game with these fools because they've been doing it with me all this time. It's always been about my notoriety, why I can't get this fire. Now that I'm Eddie Hearn has shot me this dough, fuck it, I'm acting up. I'm at that at that sentiment, but <clears throat> I think he's a pretty sweet fighter, man. You don't got that power, You don't got that power. But I believe he can uh, give like a JoJo Diaz work. I mean, uh, a tough time all night. Now we'll have to see, you know, because Kevin Farmer is JoJo Diaz sleeps that nigga Farmer sleeps him, huh? Wow. Oh wow, well, uh, we we might need to talk some finances on that. To that's, that's, a <laughs> that's a lot That's a lot Farmar is very slick man uh, Good skill Got all the Philly type skills You want to see Reminds me a lot of Tony Harrison um, Ironically from Philly too I think he's hungry But he's the, the the perfect Type of fighter You put him in there with a Jojo Diaz You're going to have the, the clash of the two Fight styles The The slick black guy who hasn't been really touched, versus the tough-ass Mexican. This is, you know, this is the clash of the titans. This, this happens. And so what we got to see is does Farmar got that dog when, you know, when Maidana's digging Mayweather out, May able to stay calm and and stay calm. A lot of brothers, so when Maidana was getting to Roner like that, when, when people get a – don't have the ability to stay calm. Go back to the game plan as soon as I get off these ropes, and that's what you know. These type of slick fighters, when when they finally corralled, because you know a lot of times in their lives they never been caught, but when you finally caught, and you know this dude, you ain't gonna knock him out. You know that. Do you got that fortitude? My boy
1: Diaz is gonna. Got, D is gonna make that boy eyes straight, though. And we're gonna be like, ooh. I can see. Him. Hey, but can we see Burchill? We're talking about Burchill. I don't know why we're talking about this this guy, Kevin Farmer, who's twenty nine and four. Come on, this guy's got some explaining to do when it comes to me. But can these? you know, I'm saying, yeah, we're talking about Burchill. These niggas is in here with Uh Burchill, Javante Davis. Farmer has the belt, and this this Asian guy has the belt. Is Burchill the best out of those guys? And is he ready to see Lomachenko?
0: Ooh. Ooh, 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 I love it. Look, my dark horse in that conversation is Gervonta. I don't believe a year ago you would asked me, I was in, this, in the same crowd as all these people saying, you know, Gervonta's still young, man. He's like 22 freaking years old. Why are you going to put him in there with a two-time Olympian? Look here, man. I think Gervonta Davis, you make that fight pay-per-view right now. I'm paying for it. $79.99, to 84 99 for motherfucking HD. I'm in there. Because I got to see Gravante versus Loma. And that fight needs to happen no more than a year from now. Because Loma, man, I don't know, people, myself, I'm saying his, his career is cresting as far as his prime goes. He's on the cresting side of it. It ain't going up. It's leveling off or slightly starting to go down. So, and Gravante has a lot of prime left ahead of him. So, if we gonna match that thing up evenly, it needs to be rather sooner than later. But Burchell, I think you could throw Burchell in there with any of them and make a hell of a fight. And, can, can you know, one of these days, Gravante's not just going to walk through everybody. So, what happens when he can't walk through somebody? Because that's going to happen. That happens to every single fighter, man. I don't give a fuck if you may, Ali, Sugar Ray, Chavez... You can that day comes when you can't walk through this man. Your best moves don't work, you know. And it, you know, for it be a guy you don't see sometime. For uh, Julio Cesar Chavez was on a silly, stupid run. You remember who he ran into? I don't know if you o g enough of a boxing fan for this. That nigga ran into no. Frankie Randall. Frankie Randall. Frankie Randall was the guy who beat him two times in a row. Who who knocked Chavez off of his off of his throne? Frankie Randall. Now I don't even know what Frankie Randall went on to do after that, but he had Julio Cesar Chavez number, who had probably beat seventy motherfuckers in a row at that point, and I'm you know something like that. He's just running through everybody, and he ran into a dude named Frankie Randall, who has no notoriety. So. That said, all that's to say is all these dudes are gonna run when I can't wait to see when Gravante can dance and do all that shit in the ring because that day coming. Remember when Bruner was the best thing since sliced bread? Remember them days? And then his day came, and then we, you know, yeah, we had got to too see too soon. Yeah, that kind of was part of it for sure. But all that day come, and I, I want to see when Gravante's come. But like I said, uh, Burchell, in that mix to answer your question. Hell yeah! You he can see them all, and you give them all a hell of a fight. I don't know who I pick because I don't know who I picked out of any three of those guys: being Davis, Lomachenko, and Dur- Burchell. You know? Okay,
1: Lomachenko. Okay, I thought you were a Farmer. I was about to say, y'all also, know Farmer been knocked out twice, also. So he he's a sleepy type of guy. But also, hey, hold on. Yeah, he's a sleepy type of guy. I need to go to my my patent. Bed.
0: Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that.
1: Also on that card, we've got another part two. This one right here is a automatic rematch. Emmanuel Navaretti Navaretti, however you say that, against one of my guys that I almost believed in, but my theory came true. You know, you know I got a couple of theories, right? Of JP when it comes to you know guys upbringings their nationality you know what I'm saying I got you know I got UK brothers and also guys I like to put in that is African guys now African guys there's been a lot of African guys that I liked. I don't want to name them all right now but Dogbo he was a guy that he, he caught my he caught my attention he went out there and we saw him uh who did he fight? We saw him fight uh, Jesse Maglidano, um and got that WBO super bantamweight. Now these are little little guys. I don't know what this even is, but these are little little guys. But he he got up there and he cried and he and he felt and you felt the emotion. And he went in there and he wrecked the guy. Let me see. Did he did he, he didn't knock him out? Yeah, he he knocked him out. And he was like an underdog coming out of Africa. And like, okay, I want to, you know, and this guy, he seemed like a little, he's a little dude, a little sweet dude. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I mean, not sweet, but it looks like, you know, like a, like a nice, you know, like he looks like a, a, like he's a nice guy. I don't know. He just gives off that look like he's like, he has a little childish. That's what it is. Like sort of like a little young, a young guy, even though he's old. He's 24. He is a young guy. So he has that young look. So I felt i feel, okay, I'm, I'm rocking with this guy. But I always know in the back of my head that when it comes to the extra extra in boxing, the Africans also just don't have it, and it and it's even it's even worse than the UK guys for some reason. But I like Af- you know I, I wanted to like him, When he went against Navarante, and we probably talked about it like, hey, what is this? I probably said it was gonna be easy work for my man Dogbo. And this, this was going to be another washing because he was giving boys the wash. TKO, KO, TKO, retired on the stool, TKO, unanimous, TKO, washing boys. And this little nigga went in there and got worked by Navarrete for the unanimous decision. I remember just being sad with a lump in my throat like, why, why did I rock with this guy? He's getting uppercuts to the face. He's the smallest. So he's so small that this guy looks like a regular-sized guy, and he can't get in. The guy's just hit him with uppercuts to the face. I remember it like it was yesterday. This boy was beat up, and I thought to myself, he don't want the immediate rematch, but he said he wanted it. Dog Bowl, I, I don't know what I want to say right now because I want him to win. I still – want this guy to win. But can he win? I don't know. He was too small. He was trying to get in and he was just ducked to get in and he was getting work. When he got in there, he did do some work, but he was beat up. He almost looked like uh, like Martin did when he uh, when he fought uh, the Hitman. He was fucked up. Do you remember that fight, JP? And uh, as you see, these are two Fights that are going to be going down, you know, on ESPN. So it's going to have it's going to be a tough decision on which one. Well, you know, ESPN usually comes on. Well, it's on Fox Sports that comes on early too. So they're probably going to be on at the same time. But do you remember that fight? And how do you see this one going this time?
0: Neho, Neho. Well, that's Isaac Dalbe. Uh That's he keeps saying Neho. I don't know what that shit mean. I don't even know what to Google. Uh, What does Neho mean in African? I don't know if that'll work. But, yeah, I'm I'm, kind of in agreement with you, Willa. It looks like you got a mountain to climb. You got a bigger guy, a longer guy, and a guy who seems to know what he's doing with this big and longer. And that's a problem for a a short-stubby, not stubby but like a short, short short-armed guy. That's always a fucking problem. And that's what he's running into. Dog Bay, I I tip my cap to him because this is a fight that your advisor probably says you probably could go elsewhere with your fight style and all your personality and go beat somebody else up and just go another way. And in two fights, three fights, we get you another title fight and you'll be fine. But I think it's personal. Dog Bay seems to he has come off to me as a guy who has like a lot of pride. And, like, you know, just personal, like, uh, self-toughness that he takes pride in. And that could be this. And we've seen this in boxing. We've seen guys go right back to guys that they probably shouldn't have. And one, like Janelle, always brings up Vernon Forrest versus Shane Mosley. You know, he just, he had his number. And, you know, people would say he probably shouldn't have went right back to that. But here again, people are saying, dog, they didn't have to go right back here. Because it ain't like uh Neverett or Navarte or whatever his name name is, is like a big payday or anything. You can kinda of fight anybody else. But like I said, it seems as personal and that's good. He he wants to prove it to himself. See he, he feels like it was there for him. He feels like all I can all I gotta do is just do this. You know, he don't feel like he was blown out the water. He don't obviously. Because he's going to this, he's training crazy hard I've been keeping up with him on social media So I, I'm I'm going for the kid You know, I don't have any Much personal investment into him But, you know Seems to be animated, funny little African dude uh, Neho um, He seems to be real real about that Don't know what that shit means But he seems real about it So I am interested to find out what that shit means But, um Good fight. Should be a good fight. I hope Dog Bay don't get his ass kicked again. Because these type of fights where you're you know, you're a tough little dude and the more ass kicking you take means the less brains you have later in life. Some dudes can take one hell of a ass kicking dude, but that don't mean it's good for 'em, you know, so Dog Bay don't need to take a, another whooping like that again and take that many shots, you know, but I don't see him going out unless he goes out on the shield. So, it should add up for a good fight. I'm still picking Neverett, or whatever his name is. Uh, I'm picking him again. I think Dog is going to lose. Yo, Willa.
1: Uh... Oh, oh, yeah, I my think bad, my, my man... bad, man. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, this, this boy... Uh... Dogbow is five two. Uh mm. or however you say his name is five seven. So that's six inch, uh, I mean that's five inch reach. And this yeah. nigga's seventy two inch reach I mean height it's, and this nigga's seventy two inch reach against
0: sixty four. So Yeah. That's eight inches know. of reach, man. That's a lot. <laughs> that's
1: a lot, bro. And that's, hey, that's why that boy was just staying on the outside of just pepper Wow, wow. Hit him where he was just throwing like uppercuts, like you know how you know how you, y'all say them them the uh, you know how Ryan Ryan Garcia the real Garcia does some punches and you say ah oh, man that shit is fake, but that's what Navarotti was doing the dog, but that's all he had to do. He was just giving uppercuts to the face. That boy's fucked up. He's probably gonna get fucked up again, and it's sad. But he has that pride. I'm hey I'm still gonna rock with him. I hope he wins, but he might get KO. would this guy. Uh,
0: we haven't seen an African do well in a long time. I mean, I guess you got Richard Comey. Uh Did Richard Comey, Comey get the yeah, title? Comey's alright.
1: Yeah, he's the. Uh, he's got huh? the title because he's a. Uh, yeah, he has the title. Isn't he supposed? To, wasn't he supposed to fight Lomachenko? And then he got hurt.
0: Yeah, something happened. So we got yeah. Comey. We had uh What was the boy name yeah, again? Claudie, Manny Pacquiao. And then before that, yeah, we it had. He just folded um, up
1: against Pacquiao. See, I wanted to see Cloudy win I, that one. He just folded up. Folded
0: was, up. Then we had I Corte. But yeah, no, I guess the biggest guy is Azuma Nelson. You know, you got to go to old Azuma. So.
1: Well, they got this yeah. one. They got a jog by now. We'll see what he does. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to put, you know, I'm I'm riding with him, but. Probably when he go, going uh, going gets tough, he's probably gonna go to sleep. But I'm still gonna ride with a with that deep down inside. I'm but I think him. Dogbo might get knocked out. I think he's probably gonna go to sleep this time. Eight inch reach, that's sort of crazy. He gave him that work the last <laughs> time. He survived. <laughs> but yeah, eight. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a KO. I think so we'll see.
0: Dog base toughness may. He is his Achilles' heel here because his toughness is going to get him whooped longer. You know, I don't know if you if he can knock him out, but I think Doc may be willing to take that ass whoop in twelve rounds, so, or whatever it be, ten, twelve.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's twelve. It's for the it's for the belt. So yeah, it's twelve. We're in the championship round but yeah, so so let's on to the next one. Hey man, fuck
0: all that. Fuck all that.
1: you have got an all right and okay WBA, WBF, and the an IBO junior middleweight title fight on Saturday on Fox Sports. PBC, my bad. I, I don't know why I didn't put that two and two together, but my mistake This said PBC is, uh, does have a fight. And it's an all right fight. I would say this card is the weaker of the two. Um, without really, I can't remember who's fighting on the undercard of the Herb and Williams thing. Uh, I'll look that up. But we got Jared Herb 23-0, 16 knockouts versus putting his belts up, because he's the one with the belts. Julian, I think this is J-Rock Williams, uh, 26, 1-1 with 16 KOs. Jared Herb is the guy who's a big bully. He's a six one. Uh, he probably comes in at one hundred and eighty pounds. I don't know how he uh hydrates up like that, fighting at one fifty four. Um but Jared Hurd is a guy who's been beating guys up. You know, he got his belts off of Laura, I believe. Uh he was the IBF champion. He won that one off of Trout. Oh no, he beat he TKO'd Tony Harrison for the vacant IBF title. Um, defended against Trout, uh, retired him on the stool. Um, split decision, controversial decision against Aris Liney Laura, old Laura, who gave him some work but couldn't just couldn't hang on to the to the big bully. And then Jason Wilbur, who he just KO'd. I think that's what this was in the staples. I think we all saw that. That was a pretty weak fight. But he's going against Julian Williams, a guy, J Rock. At one point, at one point, people thought he had skills until he fought big baller, mauler, Charlo, and went to sleep for the IBF belt. this is going to be probably a sleepage. I mean, maybe like before, maybe in 2016, this was this would have been a good fight. But, you know, J-Rock, he really ain't that good, you know. He got the unanimous against Ishe Smith. I don't know if that's the one where Ishe Smith looked good or not. He got a majority... Decision against some guy named Nathaniel Gilmore Who was 20 and 0 I don't know who 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 this guy is But he knocked out his last guy Francisco Castro Who was a bum, 28 and 8 No disrespect I mean, I'm not really hype about this fight But this is something that I, I would probably You know, I would definitely check out On YouTube uh, After the fact or something like that But, you know Are we, is there any Is there any way Uh, Julian Williams can win this fight, JP? Is Julian Williams good? Another Philly fighter. Is he any good?
0: Uh, And I like most people, and I'll say that this, to me, and what I've been hearing, you know, around the boxing world on Twitter, um, is that this is kind of the most notable fight of the weekend. This is the one most people are checking in, probably just because it's bigger guys. Um, but here I'd say poor, poor J-Rock. Uh, J-Rock is a dude that people seem to like a lot. Uh, J-Rock comes off to me as a guy who really cares about it, man, and has hooked his way here with his trainer. They seem to have a tight connection. He took that loss to Charlo in bad fashion. That wasn't supposed to happen. Maybe he could lose a 12-round decision, but he wasn't supposed to get knocked out. You know, and when a a blue-chip prospect, I don't know if he's blue-chip, but a prospect as Jay rock was at that time, he and Maul was basically fighting for which guy goes to the next level because they were, you know, right on par with each other at that point. And I like to say, tell a story here, I was in attendance for that fight at the Galen Center here in Los Angeles. Um, My claim to fame, dude, I wish I still had the text. Uh, whatever round that was, now me and my partners, we up in there, and we in different parts of the stadium. I send a text. I say, he about to knock him out. And I tell you within 20 seconds, that uppercut landed. But what I'll never forget about that that night is how mad the Mexicans was at Jamal. And I'm like, what y'all so mad about? The nigga happy knocked the nigga out. It's boxing. I mean, I don't I never understood, but they were so fucking in their feelings about that night, because it was a whole bunch of fucking booing. I never seen people boo a dude who just threw a sweet ass uppercut and knocked the dude out. But uh, there was some hate in the building. Uh, that said, when it comes to hearing Julian J Rock Williams, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's just their 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 belief in their camp. I don't know why Al Heyman is letting this happen. Maybe it was just on the table and the money was good and Julian, you know, I don't know. I just don't see how he wins the fight. I don't think, and I agree with you, Will. I don't think he's that good. Never did. Never did. I don't think he has the durability. I think he's one of those guys that look good in about the first four rounds. He has, you know, pretty good technical skills. But as the fight goes on, he gets really sloppy, kind of like, you know, a – when Chad Dawson was in his latter years, you know, gets just sloppy, looks the part, kind of a looked-apart all-star, as we say on, here on the Outsiders Box podcast. He's a he's a looked-apart all-star. But I just don't think he has the durability to go those rounds, with, especially a Jared Hurd. So, man, I got Jared Hurd by destruction. It won't be easy. It'll come with some resistance early on, but I'd say by the – I'm going to give Julian, because I have respect for him, a 10th round TKL.
1: Oh, yeah. He's probably not going to sleep. See, we won't see any kind of sleep. It's like we're probably going to see um, the fight on ESPN. Um, but, and in fact, these are all, you know, these are all pretty much similar fights, aren't they? These are all one guy, so it depends on, on what you're looking like. This is, these are Guys that are knocking guys out against guys that aren't that good at this point in time in their career. Maybe Dogbo puts up the fight, but I don't see Julian Williams putting up any kind of fight. I guess, you know, you got Laura gave you the blueprint. You can dance around Jared Hurd because his boxing skills don't seem to be there, but he doesn't need boxing skills when he's outweighing boys by 20 pounds in there somehow uh Julie Williams is I think he's a bigger he's a bigger guy himself at uh he's 5'10. So, you know, he he'll be able to try to box from the outside, but Hurd is 6-1. So Hurd's going to eventually get him and start beating him up like he does everybody cuz he's a big weight bully. So I I think Hurd'll probably get him out of there. Like you said, it'll be it'll be later on. You know, because he's not really punching that hard either. You know, I'm looking at, he KO'd the last guy, but most of his wins are TKO. Looking at, you know, he has 16 KOs out of 23 fights. So I'm showing you he's not really punching like that. And out of his KOs, out of the 16 KOs, like five of them are real KOs. He's, he's usually just beating people up until they can't go anymore. That's probably what's going to happen here. Um I mean that's about it. Anything else you got on on, on that fight? I mean it's just uh.
0: Nah, uh should it be a good done. one. Man. Definitely something I'll tune into. Uh, you get to see two big dudes uh, throw a lot of punches. So you know Julian is fighting for his life. He's fighting for his uh, figuratively, you know, his life. And he got a fight. You know, I don't expect him to go easy. I think he has the sharper skills, of course. That's why he's taking the fight. He's like, man, I can outbox this guy all day. Julian has the more refined skills here all day. So expect to see him look good early. I expect to see him land some shit. You'll be like, ooh, okay, okay. But her's going to eat it. And he's going to, you know, slowly break him down. And by six, You'll start to see Williams start to flail a bit and, you know, lay against the ropes. And, you know, man, I I might take that 10 and bring it on down to nine. You know what I mean? Because I think Jared will start to catch him by, by six. And I don't think he can, you know, he's going to be willing, he's going to stick it out more than three rounds. So let me get the nine-round towel. Or, no, nine-round TKO.
1: Nine-round TKO. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm around that same. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to the ten. I think he's gonna last a little longer than that because Jared Hur can't really punch, but he's gonna fold eventually. It's gonna be a folder. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at these looking at these um, undercard fights. It really doesn't look like anything. Prime time on Fox and Fox deportes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some guys are fighting. Nothing we worry about. So let's on to the next one. Hey man,
0: fuck all that. Fuck all that.
1: Canelo versus Jacobs, the numbers are in, sort of. And we see that they had, they did 600K in the U.S. And that's like, is that 600,000 pay-per-view buys? Not really, because this is a new day and age in streaming. So I don't really know what to do with 600K. But, you know, with this is a new day and age, Like you're saying, you're paying the subscription, you're streaming this. So do you look at it as of like music numbers or, you know, are videos viewed on YouTube or something like that with people paying to watch it? So they did 1.2 million views in the entire world. Now, you know, compare that to guys that become famous, off of music, you know, if you get a video with 1.2 million views on the on the day of, on a live show, you're probably making a lot of money. And with them saying they, you know, they did like 48,000 of new subscriptions or something that paid for, you know, it looks like the zone. You know, they had a pretty good pretty good fight, and Canelo did these numbers, but. Like how do we judge these numbers? I'm not sure. Is that good? Is there not good? Because this is a new day and age, you know? But I guess the way I'm looking at it, JP, is you would take it more as a like a YouTube video. If somebody went on YouTube live. If you're on YouTube live and one point two million people are watching, you're breaking you're doing something. You know what I'm saying? And but it isn't like 1.2 pay per views because this is a subscription. You know what I'm saying? 1.2 million pay per views because it's a subscription. So how do you see that? I'm thinking these are good numbers, but how do you see this?
0: It's a lot of gray area here to me. Now you got the zone out here basically on celebrating, fucking, popping champagne. This this is what they're wanting us to see because they want us to think this was a a success. I don't know whether it was or wasn't. Now, the average views, the peak average views was the reported 600K. The worldwide views was the world the 1.2. I heard something else about 4.4 or whatever. Now you got some guy I've seen with all kinds of fucking numbers and metrics. So the problem here is we have no sample. There's no sample size. There's no sample of anything else. So this is the first one of its kind. So how do we measure? How do we compare? There's nothing to do that with. Um, then, so you you look at okay, subscriptions. Uh, I don't I I don't know the number. Well, what's the number that they got of new subscriptions? I don't know. But look, the, whatever number they got in new subs, that's a metric that you got to take in the regard. And how many of those. Are just going to be the the free thirty day trial, and then again, people aren't just sub getting these subs just because it's Canelo. With the subscription, you get all these other fights. So I don't know how you do this math. You know, I I don't quite understand how you measure it because for one, there's no sample. There's nothing else to compare it against, and then it's not like you're buying this singularly. You're subscribing to the entire format of the zone, all the things they offer. And but so does it DAZN not make sense
1: to compare it to to a YouTube, which you you know, you pay for well, I pay for YouTube, uh what you call it, and somebody puts live, is that not is that not similar? I mean it's pretty much the same thing. So if you've got one you point two million YouTube. people right. around the world looking at your YouTube, you did that.
0: So for, a, like, a YouTube channel, you'd have to pay for? Because this is... No, you don't even have to pay
1: for YouTube. That's what I'm saying.
0: Okay, so, so just YouTube. anybody's channel. So anybody's channel you're looking at, and they got a 1.2 million people watching. You're saying, okay, that's just like... Live. Yeah, you did that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I
1: mean, I'm, I'm just asking, well, does that make sense?
0: It, uh, I can see how you could say that, but here's the difference. Because... You're not only paying for just Canelo's event when you subscribe to the Zone, and then we also gotta see how many of these people are gonna cancel after this fucking fight. You know, out of that 600k, let's say those 600k are new subs, just hypothetical, dude. If fucking 400 of those cancel, then what is your real success? That first 20 bucks you got, then that's cheaper. That's a cheap event. You probably could have made that just making a regular pay per view for Canelo at seventy dollars a pop. Because if you do a third of that subscriptions that stay, but they're probably going for the long haul here, and I think that's obvious because they're giving these dudes long term contracts. You know, Canelo got a living fight deal, so they going for the they're going for long money with Canelo. I, I get it now. That makes more sense to me. Uh, Whatever they're trying to bring us out here, and you know, pop these bottles, so we like, okay, the zone, the zone. They just, you know, trying to draw more attention that this was has been a success. But uh, I don't know how you measure this. There's no metric. There's no sample. I feel like if you're watching one person's YouTube channel, I feel like that's more, more. It's more credence to that because we're checking just for that. I'm, when I was thinking about getting the zone this weekend, I'm like, okay, what else do I get? Okay, I'm going to get Triple G's fight. Okay, I'm going to get this. I get all these other sporting channels and events. So it was the consideration is way more than just the Canelo thing. So I don't know how you measure it. I I don't know how you measure Canelo being that draw because the numbers are so blurred because what we try to figure out is what draw is Canelo? This is what we kind of do with pay-per-views. Big events with our with our big stuff, with our cash cow in the sport. We use him as the measure for everybody else. But they have a brand new format that's kind of never been done before. So it just has to be more to for for comparison, man. But it's always going to be weird as long as we're talking about subscriptions and fucking shit like that. It, you know, but I guess you just build up the the inventory and then we you know we evaluate it down the road and. Use it as comparison, but uh, just in my estimation, if I'm to say, I don't think they. May, I mean, they got of course they got new subscriptions, but how many again? How many are going to cancel the, before that 30 days? You know, they, they I'm got sure 40 million
1: company, paid out. No, no, no. They said they, they got. Yeah, new subscriptions. They got. They said they got that in the in the bag. That surpassed the forty. Yeah. No, they say surpassed it. So they're talking about. I mean, I'm money. sure. They're talking about the. But that's what they say. Who knows, right? I'm sure somebody. Now, if they smart.
0: Out. Now, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking business here. Now, I don't know the dates, but here's how you smart, here's how you lock people in. You got thirty days to cancel, right? I bet you that. I bet you that Joshua fight coming. And that Joshua fight is going to keep you long enough to that Triple G fight come. you not canceling, bud. You feel me? I gotcha. bet you that's how that's lining is up. I bet you that's how it's lining up, ain't it?
1: Yeah, because that's coming up June, like, 15th. So, yeah, that was that's that's outside the 30 days, but inside the 30 days, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to make a you decision. That Triple
0: G. Yep, that Triple G coming right after. And you ain't going to cancel. Who would? I wouldn't. Triple G versus the bug? Man, you got to see Triple G, though. Come on. I love Triple G. I don't know about you, but I love (laughs) love Triple G. 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 I I didn't know. I used to love Triple G
1: G G. until he got anointed. Anointed. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? You know, the great white hype. Before he was the great white hype, I fucked with Triple G. Then he turned into the great white hype. And I'm like, hey, I can't fuck with him no more.
0: Hey, I don't believe G he had beat nothing Walmart. to do with his marketing. I don't believe G had nothing to do with that. That's Tom Loeffler and K two and all that. I think Triple G just been some Russian nigga who loved to kick ass. Like, yeah, who y'all want me to beat the fuck up? Um but right. y'all can market. And, and speaking of all that, those... he did.
1: did you see the interview that he did? He uh where no. he, he was speaking Russian. You know, this is the first time that we've ever seen him speak where or wherever he's from. I don't think he's speaking Russian, like Kazakhstan or something Kyrgyzstan. like that. Whatever he's speaking. He was uh he did an interview when he was talking talking shit about Canelo and Jacob's fight and he did that in in Russian. And I don't really I might be wrong, but I don't really I don't really remember him doing that, you know, um, speaking in another language. He always used to do that, Yeah, yeah, very nice, very good, you know, trying to be that. So when you say that he wasn't doing that, trying to be the great white hype. I think he was. I don't think he is anymore. I uh, think he figured out point. that they good threw point. him away. Yeah, I, I think they threw him away. Now he's like, fuck it, and he turned heel the other day. He's speaking straight Russian. Good point. I maybe he's like, hey, yep. Trump is fucking with Russia, so still might be applaud. But I think he said, fuck it.
0: And I'll, and you know what? I'll turn I'll turn all the way. I'll do a 360 on that. What I said and agree with you. Because yeah, he was doing that gee Jolly Shucks G Wiz bullshit, and um, and that's definitely playing along, getting with the program. So no Triple G, but even that's like even him, though, though he got with the even though he got with the program, I still believe Triple G. Like man, I, I'm a I'll beat niggas the fuck up. You know that's what I've been doing for the past twenty years. I just ain't been doing it on HBO, but I've been beating shit up. You know like triple g man you got to go back and watch his youtube of his amateur career if you ain't seen that shit man it is you know that amateur shit just be a whole bunch of fast hands and you know this nigga was punching niggas hard in that shit sleeping motherfuckers and you know, putting Lucian butte down and some notable dudes so i'm a high on him i feel like we missed one of the greatest middleweight fighters definitely the greatest since Hagler's whole career due to the whatever legalities and legislations there are for those dudes able to come over before they fucking halfway washed already. We don't get to see them at 22 being a professional and 20. I mean, Triple G at 27 years old, man. Oh my God. I I don't know if there was nothing we've seen in recent, the recent 20 years, like that would have been enough, enough said, but, um, Shit, I forgot what the point of this story was.
1: <laughs> no, no, we were just talking about we were just talking about the numbers, dog, and then then we just
0: sorry, okay. just
1: talking about triple J. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just talking about, you know, middleweight supremacy, pretty much. AKA. But I think we just
0: deciphered it. We have deciphered their business plan. I bet you that Joshua gonna come right up and you're gonna be in a pinch because if you're a boxing fan and you didn't got that subscription and you like fuck it, I'm gonna just do this thirty days and then you see on your on your timeline on your docket. You got Joshua, and then uh, with versus the the fat boy. Triple G versus
1: the Fat Rocky. Yep,
0: Fat Rocky, let's go! I got Fat Rocky in four, but um, <laughs> yeah, you gonna you gonna keep that <laughs> description, yeah. Fat Rocky and four, man, knockout. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty much it, man. I think we're gonna wrap it up, do a little little hour show, uh, since we ain't got my man. RC rocking with us out there snowing and uh, caking and flaking, whatever I said. But, yeah, man, uh, when's when's the next show, J.P.? What you got going on out there with the Relatively Fat
0: Black podcast? Uh, I was heated, Willow, you and I, and thank you to you. You came through, and we we was having a damn good show, but my Internet was terrible. Um, I got the Internet, man, coming out this Saturday to get my shit ramped up. Be like a goddamn white boy who never had no pussy before. My internet gonna be so good. So yeah, man, I can't wait to get my shit together. And um, I don't know, man. I really, you know, I want to talk about this shit that's happening in uh, in the Houston series. And I'm I'm I, I hope this thing goes seven, man. If we could get the, Houston can pull it out at home. Uh, it's a lot of elements. I believe Durant. Pulled that Achilles heel. Now, we got to talk about that now. Willa, did he pull his Achilles? Because they they ain't said yet. They still talk about some ankle bullshit, some calf. He popped that Achilles, homie. What you think?
1: Hey, man. They said he'll be back. I I don't even know why I didn't mute you. I don't want to talk nothing about no motherfucking basketball now.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to get on my shit and do it then. Because... KD popped his shit, brother. But, um, no, good week of boxing. We strong. Look, it's low-key. Like Willis said, low-key, dude, we on a boxing streak here. No, it ain't been the biggest names. But every weekend, we've had, you know, something worth watching. So, I don't know, boxing fans, you know, the the, the added supply to us, we a fickle bunch. We hard to please. I think we being a little – you know, hard to please here because we've had good competitive boxing this weekend, you know, it ain't giant names, it ain't pay-per-view, it ain't, you know, but it's worth watching, and it's not, it's fights you're not going to be mad at, so as a boxing fan, man, I know there's a lot of confusion out there amongst the networks and the promotions, but who gives a shit? That's none of our interest at the end of the day, the end of the day is fights on TV, man, we got a lot of that, so I'm I'm happy about
1: it. Most definitely, most definitely, we got we have been saying these are some good fights coming up for the last couple of weeks. So hopefully we'll keep it going. We're definitely gonna keep the show going on Sunday as we break down the fights. Hopefully, hopefully RC is sober because I know he's gonna be partying hard this weekend, and it already looks like he sent us sent us a picture. He's starting early, so we'll uh. Catch y'all on Sunday. This was the Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show. We're out of here. Peace.